Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, coming at you this evening with one of my oldest friends in the book. Uh, he's, um, we've, I've known him literally my entire life, like pretty much ever since I've had a memory, I've known this guy. And, uh, you know, we went to preschool, we went to summer camp growing up together, we went to middle school, high school, you know, we grew up together. I used to go to his house like every single week in middle school. We played with airsoft guns. We watched Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. We jumped off his balcony and did all kinds of dumb shit. Um, he is the man, the myth, the legend, and uh, just one of the one of just the the like most down to earth and humble dudes I know. He's got, he's married. He has a kid now. He's the first of my good friends to have a kid and be married. So um, I'd like to give a warm welcome to Eric Shane Bone, a.k.a. Bones, to the show. Eric, how you doing? What's good? Slowy, bro. I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, drinking. <laughs> hey, bro. Um, it's Saturday, man. Like, yeah, so Eric, tell us what you're sipping on right there. Got that good, that Crown Royal XR. My little friend, Mr. Coke over here. Damn, like I, so I bought this last week and it was only like 15. You you spent $135. Like, I, was, I was trying to find my Jack 27. They were out. It, they had none of it. So I'm like, I want something that's smooth. That's going to be nice that I can just keep in the house. Because I want to, I want I want to build a little mini bar right over here. In sure. My, uh, TV area, you know. Yeah. So, so like, is that like your, so, well, how does it taste? Is it worth it? Oh, hundred percent. It's smooth. It has a nice little back bite to it, but nothing too like wonky in it. It, it doesn't oh, have yeah. no, it doesn't have no <laughs> to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to like, um, like grab the nearest thing of something else after you drink you, you it. You need to drink a shot. That's it. You throw it back smooth. That's nothing, good. <laughs> nothing's going to come sneak up on you. That's good. Eric, I swear in like all the time I've known you, I don't think I've ever seen you drink a beer. No, I don't no. think I've ever seen you drink a beer. You've always been drinking the hard shit. It's because it's if I don't want to drink beer, if I'm going out to a party, I'm, beer takes way too long to get to the point where you're inebriated. I mean, <laughs> I what did you, did you, Eric, did you learn that word from Saints Row 2? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, that's, that's, might, maybe, maybe. Don't yeah, but, I no, I mean, I get it, but that's honestly why I like beer, because you can pace yourself better with it. I mean, if I'm drinking beer, I, I'm, I'm going to want to pair it with, like, a nice, like, nice steak or salmon, like, whatever I'm trying to feel with the beer, but if I'm going out to the, out, like the bars i'm gonna want whatever's homebrew whatever they got cooking up that they brewed in the back that's nowhere else that that's their own fine swirl on things eric you're telling me you're a craft beer guy 100 percent. <laughs> yeah every every new place i go every place i travel i want to see what they got local because some of that local shit's some of the best i've ever had well that's just another reason why you got to come to wisconsin because there's plenty of that here Back. where i live in the beer city that is a hundred. Not just the beer city, is also where Harley is made and built from. Yeah, that's right. Milwaukee made, Milwaukee built, a hundred percent. Yeah, the Harley Museum, which I'm still that, actually. That's there too, and I have not been to it yet. I've been to Milwaukee so many times to come see it, but I've never had a chance. To yeah. Come to, that, to come to that place. 
Well, they're your employer now, so I guess like yeah, you should. I, you should. I, I want to get discounts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Yeah, no, it would. I, we're waiting for you to come back up here. I've actually not been to the museum. I've I've been to like the restaurant part of it, but I've oh, they got like, a restaurant, do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's kind of like it's in like a secluded area where like you have to like go on this bridge to like get to it, and when you drive in, it's like sort of like a little court area. It has like a bar, a restaurant, like sort okay. of like walkways by the water and then this museum but i'm waiting to, for you to be here so i can go to the museum with you like, oh, other... <laughs> next time i get my girl we're going we're going up there next time everything kind of chills out with all this 2020 corona and everything else that's happened right now. <laughs> yeah that's right shout out natalia by the way hey Nat, is she in the house yeah she's right here where's she at hi Oh, no worries. Um, how are you doing? How are you, Natalia? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm peachy. I'm just fine. You know, this summer wasn't exactly how we, uh, it, 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 it didn't turn out the way we'd hoped, but, you know. It turned out the way anyone hoped. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. This year I mean, been a complete, like, <laughs> a mess. Well, it's just been really lonely as all. Like, I you know with my son and everything him being only still a baby it would have been really nice to have like that opportunity to meet other moms and be able to have my son be able to interact with other babies to see that because he looks at himself in the mirror and he goes crazy and he's so happy just to see himself and i just you know i i wonder what it would be like you know if you got to see like an actual baby yeah. and like in front of him and a lot of like i don't i don't want people interactions as babies are key right we did a baby me class we don't even remember each other but we were met we met each you other back then. i want my son to be able to experience that with really? COVID-19. You remember that, that jcc class i got a picture somewhere of like yeah us, yeah our parents like me and my dad you and your dad we were we were there and that's wild damn yeah. yeah, I do. I remember I still had like in the in my baby books, like I have like the group photos. That's what like, we got. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In our like units or whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, dude. <laughs> unit? Our unit. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what they call like, you know, your group of uh of dudes. Yeah, your group of the group of kids that did all the activities. Mm -hmm. You know, we went <laughs> swimming. We played soccer. We played basketball. We did some Jewish stuff. Um, <laughs> Yo, what was that one game with the ball and, and, and like Gaga? Gaga, Gaga. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so Eric, I actually, I actually walked by the J like so about two months ago. I was back in Hoflo and I was helping my parents move out of my childhood home um, over on Governors, and. The Jays like right around the corner. So I was just like curious. I was like, what the fuck does it look like now? You know, is anyone using weird. it? Weird. So weird. Dude. I went back last time we were there too. Yeah, dude, it's so eerie. It's okay. For one, like the pool is like completely like all drained and swampy. Like, it's there's a bunch of weeds like where the playgrounds were. And then the funny, the most ironic thing is it's now a church. <laughs> no way yeah dude it's a church bro the jcc wait is that that little spot that you yeah have that you it, it's the spot next to that that new uh doctor building they, they made that new yeah. 
Yeah, um, they cut out all of our force, all of our fun playground space to build this freaking the Ingles Ingles Care Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Motherfuckers. But dude, it was so weird being there. But I think the Gaga pit is like still up. <laughs> still it is still there. And it's yeah. paint, bro. We still got the same paint we drew on there when like like 10, 12 years ago. How long of, that was? We were like eighth grade. Eighth grade was last year, right? We were like yeah. 12, 13. That was 12, 13 years, 14 years ago. Bro. I know. I, yeah, it's, it's really. We were talking about airsoft guns and Nerf wars, and now we're talking about car payments and, 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 and $135 <laughs> bottles of whiskey. And a pandemic. So. Dirt. <laughs> I mean, well, I always, I'm really fascinated by the idea of like object permanence, how like something just, something just sort of like stays where it is and stays the exact same, like, um, despite like where you are, or, like how, how you remember it as like, how something just remains in place and like just goes with time, like, and just you know, goes as old as the rest of us do. Like, I'm really interested in that. And it's interesting how it's just like, the places like changed. Over time, they, they, they morph like my child, like we, we go back to the place where we played and did shit yeah. when 12, 11. And yeah. go back and it's like, it, it, it's changed. It, it's a totally different reality. It, it, everything seems so much smaller than how it was when we were little. Yeah. Everything yeah. was bigger and more fun back then. Now it's like, shit got real. <laughs> yeah. It, well, that's also how it just kind of was, like, coming home in general. Like, how, like, there was shit that, like, it felt like everything was kind of just the same, like, coming back to HoFlow, like, from college and everything. But then, like, but it's like, I feel like I'm different. You know, I feel like I grew up and, like, you know, just got out and uh, 100%. experienced a different, I mean, experienced, like, a different, like, you know, culture scene like scenery like just different people and coming back here it's like it's just weird to think that like shit just sits still like yeah. you could be you could be thousands of miles away from it and it just it sits still 100 mm -hmm. i will say one thing where you grew up was extremely diverse like everywhere else i've been there's been some closed-minded people out there <laughs> yeah dude you live in florida <laughs> I, I am really glad that i was able to grow up in such a diverse place where like everyone's able to be themselves and yeah. like just you just be able to live man yeah we've come a long way yeah i'm proud of doing all the dumb I shit we thought we'd have where we're at today <laughs> yeah i'm proud of doing all the dumb shit we used to do back in the day so that we learned and didn't do it didn't keep doing dumb shit when we were older. Well, then we have <laughs> learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so for one, um, shout out Nico. Is he asleep? Yeah, he, he is sleeping yeah, right he's now. He's sleeping because he's such a good boy. What yeah. a good boy. Yeah, he's a great boy. He's amazing. Hell yeah, nice. Um, he's sleeping throughout the whole night. Finally, at night we'll put him down at like nine, ten o'clock, right around then's his bedtime. We give him a little bath. We'll read a book or two, and then we give him his bottle. He drinks it himself. He goes to bed. He'll cry oh, for yeah, a little bit. He'll roll around, and, and then he passes out until about seven, eight. Then, yeah. Finally, no more oh. three to four hour bullshit. Well, yeah, there so, was a point in time where we were having to 
just feed him, like Every be there with him, four and hours. him being snuggled up and just being very babyish in a type of way. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I was too afraid to like detach from that. You know, my mom helped out a lot. So mm. I mean, and now we we kept up with that. Moved into our new home, and we were able to enjoy our time now. Our mm. nights, like right off the bat, and nine he's, o'clock. He's gotten older. <laughs> he's definitely come along. He's crawling now. He's crawling. Good. Uh huh. And he so fast. and he can he, he can walk assisted. Like we'll, we'll hold him up. We'll go walk around, and he'll he'll walk real fast too with us. He'll keep pace, but he can't do it himself. He's, just, <laughs> he's only eight months. They learned to walk around like a year, year and a half. Seven months. Seven. No, it's twenty second. Five days. He'll be eight months. Yeah. You no, know, you just you just wake up one day and you look at him, and he's just like, he's just up in the middle of the night on two feet looking in the fridge. He looks like him. He That's looks the thing. exactly he looks like exactly so him. much like you, dude. As a baby, though. Image. All he got from her was her nose and her dimples. Just the dimples and not even nose, dude. No, like. You said he had, no. you, you said he had her, your nose. She said that. I no, I said that. I said that he has his nose. Lies. He has his nose. <laughs> well. <laughs> he does I did see it like when I first saw Nico like in a picture I just like saw this little Eric this baby ass Eric and <laughs> um but um no that's ex that's awesome it sounds like he's taken some ownership already you know he's yeah. what eight nine months old now months, yeah about eight months. Eight, eight months eight months and five days. five days okay sure yeah 20 seconds a day. Nine months. no he's nine months Eight months, eight months, but he's born, he's, he's born on the 27th months. of December. So he's seven. So he's eight months, right? Yeah. He's seven months, some change, almost eight. He's five days away from eight months, all right? Yeah. He's basically eight months. Sorry. Yeah. I got okay. If you want to get super technical, he's seven months and like 22 days. Okay. <laughs> I need the, I need the exact. Um, there you exact. go. Exact. <laughs> <laughs> all right. December uh, 27th at 839 p.m. Word. There, oh, perfect. There you go. Good dad. <laughs> um eric so um so yeah you mentioned um when we were like talking a little bit earlier you you moved so where are you guys living now uh we're living about 45 minutes outside of orlando north side we're about center inside the state um we're at a new um construction site house was just newly built uh it was done about 22 days ago <laughs> we finally moved in oh. Okay. Um, everywhere out here, everything is like on top of each other. So our neighbors are pretty close, but our backyard is is vast. Behind us is a retention pond. Behind that's a um, a preserve that is they can't build upon. Behind that's a lake. So we have a huge backyard, beautiful view. Finally, first time. All right, for the past five years, I've moved every year to a new spot. I'm done moving. I'm tired of it. Fuck that. Finally, I have a place where. The sun comes in, I have no windows for it to hit on either the east side or the west side. So no matter what time of day it is, my room is not getting heated up by the sun. And it's still light though. I got a beautiful view. Yeah. Nice. Vast. It's all trees, all trees he wakes mm -hmm. up. The only the only rooms that we like only windows we have inside of our master bedroom are the ones that point towards the back. North and which south. is all just that, you know, that preserve, which is all just beautiful. You can see hogs nice flying, back, cranes, yeah. oh, like amazing. the beautiful, wow. like animals and don't stuff, think, like that nice feeling, all that greenery instead of, you know, waking up to someone behind your house. Like it's just, you, you just got to watch out fence, for so. the snakes and yeah. for the black widows. There's <laughs> alligators and we have black widows in our garage. Oh, so black widows. Yeah. I got to no, clear. Yeah. <laughs> I got to clear. Those are like myth 
those were like mythological creatures when we were kids. You know, <laughs> know like you right? never saw one. Uh -huh. really? You never saw them, but like now I'm out here. I see. Wait, why? I mean, I go on bike rides. I'll see snakes on the sidewalk off the fucking dish because they're like. <laughs> do you not have black widows up north? Um, there because we, I lived in Pennsylvania we in and places. we had them up there. No, we have them. Not, they might not be as common. Yeah, they're just not as common. Okay. They're up there though. Just yeah. they're not. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Here. Down here, it's all the heat. They like come inside. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. We just like had. I don't know. I mean, we just had like a bunch of like daddy long legs and some mosquitoes yeah. and some like fireflies. Yeah, fucking fireflies. Fireflies, bro. I used to yeah. catch those as a kid. Oh yeah. That's like um, childhood OG moments. Yeah. So so um how um how like so you guys are in Florida. So like how are people handling the coronavirus down there? Like are no people wearing masks? Oh, fuck. All right. So literally Whoa, right by us right true. right by us lady lake is a whole old people community up there everyone goes to retire up there we were on the news well they were on the news for that was a while ago it was a while ago it was like back in march but all the people weren't wearing masks they were still gathering real close together having all their fun they don't give a fuck still today i'll see them at, i'll see them at the market or uh liquor store and they still won't wear masks to this day but other than that there's okay so yeah it is true that well, we were just in Orlando. They don't um, wear, half of them don't wear masks. We were just at a bar out in Orlando not too long ago, actually last week, and people weren't wearing masks. I mean... You wear them to get in. As soon as you get to your table, everyone takes them off. Yeah, so once you point? get to your table, you take That's them weird. off. And they, you know, I was drinking, and I had, like, you know, like, people don't, like, the street guards, they didn't really care about it. Like, they don't take it as seriously as, you know, it probably should be taken, you know, it did most yeah. definitely, especially in Orlando. In Orlando, like, I expected them to care, but they didn't I mean, care as much. all the crazy shit you see on the fucking news is in Florida half the time. Yeah. There's people, there was people in Publix today, I was walking, and, you know, I had my mask on. I wear my mask, I make him wear his mask, you know, I make people around me wear does. their masks yeah. and things. But, um, I and sure other people it. really do take precaution out here in our, in our county. Um, I went to Publix today and there was this lady out there with no, like, some people take their babies out and there's no masks. They don't even wear masks themselves. Like, people take that's their babies out. Yeah, you I see that, I'm like, I, I couldn't bring my kid out here. I don't understand how you could bring your kid outside. Right whenever it started, I went to Walmart and there was this lady just driving her cart or pushing her cart and there was a baby in it with no car, like cart cover, because you can buy those, <laughs> you know, a cart cover, no car cover, no mask, no, like, Nothing. barely any like just shorts no shoes no nothing you know just it was, like it was on a very kid type deal thing and basically just on a diaper not basically just on a diaper, but diaper, yeah, and diaper pretty diaper much and not no protection whatsoever is what i'm basically getting at with the whole covid Whoa. thing like, people people down here i don't know if they have like i don't know if they care as much and if they have the money to it's not about like the people down here because it's happening all around the world you know what i mean it's, yeah it's 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 a huge problem yeah like so like yeah 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 i that that does make sense like i mean i our governor issued a mask mandate so like you have to wear it in like places of business like it's it's required by law mm -hmm. so like it should literally do that for the just everybody period yeah it should be a federal thing i mean it's just so dumb that he hasn't done that yet no i just said that it's just you know it's a more so presidential thing versus, you know, unless be. the governors all agree on to do the same thing, which is, you know, make it mask 
mandated, then yes. But, it should be a wear but mask if they have verbatim. no leadership, no, then they're not going to do anything. It's just how it goes. Well, yeah, well, our what president also um, is known to uh, call websites and publications that espouse conspiracy theories great people. So I don't, I don't really expect him to, to issue no mask mandate um, because there's people that believe this shit's all a hoax, you know, and like, it's, it's just, it's fucking, it's so backwards and twisted. I like, but it's weird because the thing is, is that like on one end, like there's me that believes that it's not a hoax, but at the same time, there is like has been a lot of false information that has been out there, and so it's like oh, really up in the air. So I don't believe that it's a hoax. There's a lot of fake news. There's so much fake news. It's hard I to get what's don't real out of anything. Know what to believe because I've been out and I haven't gotten sick. Thank God. Thank God. Not kind of wood and whatnot. But like. Well, so I'll yeah, I'll give an example. So today, um, my girlfriend and I went to um, we went to like a nature preserve and we went swimming at this little lake and at first i was like worried like does i was like this the the virus like i mean we we, like we social distance and everything but i worried like does the does the virus like is it transmittable through water but i checked online and apparently like there are no known cases because like through water like because bodies of water dilute like viruses or germs like it it dilutes really easily so there's no known cases of COVID-19 based on like water transmission like so it's it's safe to still swim in bodies of water but it's the air that gets you it's breathing the being in enclosed spaces Mm -hmm. you know so like yeah I mean I yeah I I wear my mask every like anytime I go out in public I wear it like yeah. if I'm just out like in nature by myself, which I've been doing, like you don't need it for that. I mean, you don't need to wear it. If, if you're within like ten feet of someone, I'm, I'm putting on my, my mask. I'm not getting close. Yeah, to yeah. Or I'll just like dodge the fuck out of them. You know, I'll just, literally like walk to the other side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you like um? What was my question? I was just I was here. Well, Natalia. So Natalia, what do you do for work again? I'm a real estate agent. Okay, so how has that been? Um, that has actually been great. Um, I mean, I myself have not had so much traffic because I haven't been working as much because, you know, I have a kid and my mom's been doing more work and I usually do sitting for her, but she's been, COVID has slowed, me and my mom, we both work in real estate and I usually go and I sit for her and do open houses mm, and whatnot. She has sold a lot of houses. Yes, she has been doing well. Like doing Definitely here. is still, what was it, seller's market, I think mm-hmm. still. It's still a seller's market, but they, real well, estate. at one point, okay, a- so here's the thing, like, you know, interest rates were really down. So it was like, you know, it was great to buy new construction homes. So it was the COVID actually brought a lot of good things for like, you know, new home buyers, but at the same time, it kind of sucks because they didn't have like, you know, a job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, housing prices and all that interest. So there was a lot of traffic. I, you know, I sat on the wrong days maybe or whatever and didn't have as much luck, but throughout the community of real estate agents that are in my brokerage, yes, they are doing very well. They're trying their hardest. And actually, honestly, people are buying now. People are buying stuff. I don't know why in the middle of like you know a pandemic and everything but yeah there's a lot of people going still coming out i mean we bought our house like mm-hmm. you know in the middle of, like, i mean you know, we bought our house i in mean June, like you know in the middle of pandemic as well like people 
maybe are just, you know, getting too suffocated in where they're being. Because what happened is we were living with my mom and my family. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, we need to get out. COVID hit 19 hit. It was we supposed, were to, be, together it was supposed to be six months. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be like a, almost a year yeah. because of COVID. Because yeah. Of well, COVID actually is the reason. Now I'm living alone. I have my own place. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. And it's awesome. I mean, COVID, I, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I got out of it is um, because, like, my roommate and I were just, like, like, you know, she had kids, so, like, I didn't want to, like, we both kind of, like, mutually agreed, like, we don't want to put each other at risk, like, sure. our own lives, so we just agreed it was time to, like, you know, do our own thing, so I moved out, I got my own place, and honestly, yeah, like, there's been some silver linings in the quarantine, like, I, I mean, I took, it took two and a half months to get my unemployment, but once I got it, like, I've been making, I'm, I've had more money from unemployment than I ever did working in the service industry. Right. No, that's amazing. Uh, that is amazing. It, it, like, you know, it sucks that the service industry can be so crappy, I guess, sometimes. Uh, but at the same time, that's great. I feel like quarantine, COVID-19 brought a lot of change and a whole different a whole shift in everything in, in some people's lives. <laughs> All of our lives. Everybody. You know, it was, it was just, it wasn't, it was the thing that was meant to be because it happened, I guess, you know. So, and we're still dealing with it. I have no clue whenever my kid's going to be able to make another friend, you know, or make a friend in general. It really sucks. Well, but, we're, we're going to be living with this for quite a bit longer. It's going to take some while to but I know dig ourselves back know. out of this whole week. Yeah, it's going to spill into next year, most likely. Well, 100%, the United States 100%. is actually very lucky. Y'all, like, you know, the people that are being very selfish and just not wanting to wear masks are being very ignorant because you know kids are dying <laughs> every single day in like these little like countries that have nothing so yeah, people just really have to i feel like people should just start being a little bit more grateful and being a little bit more humble in these moments because i got to see my husband 24 7 yeah we started like you know it got a little bit crazy being in my mom's house but i'm still thankful in the end you know that i you know that it you know we, we turned out so we're good yeah. i'm really proud of i'm proud of you guys for prospering <laughs> pulling through i mean that's also you guys got a, what, a mortgage now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so now now we got a house we got to pay uh tax every year and well, uh hoa it's not, and like it's not too bad but have to keep up with our lawn we have to keep up with like you know a lot of things since you know we're not renting i'm a productive member house. of society now man <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eric, how's um? So, what? Where are you at? Are you still? Are you working? Are you in school right now? Like, what's what's going on? Well, I took off mechanical engineering because I got so burnt out with school. I mean, I was doing good. I just I hate school. I hate. I've always hated school. You know that. I've always hated school. <laughs> always, man. Like it, it, it's just. <laughs> I can't sit still and do that shit every day. So instead, what I want to do is well, shit. I've been working on my motorcycle for the past couple years. I love doing that making modifications. I'm like, why not do something I love for the rest of my life? So I went to uh, motorcycle school, motorcycle mechanic school. There's yeah, only yeah. two places in the country that offer the best education. One in Arizona, one in Orlando. I got lucky. One's right fucking out here. <laughs> so um, I've been working out here. Um, right as soon as I moved out to outside Orlando, Fruitland Park area, I worked for um, a spa company where I installed pools, hot tubs, spas, stuff like that. And my good buddy there, uh, who's honestly my best friend out here, he is really good with the owners of the local Harley dealership. Um, so I'm like, I'm working there right now. I, I, I didn't get a chance 
well, back when I was working at Spot Kingdom, um, he put in a good work for me. And then I started work, I went to school for uh, motorcycle mechanics and I met another friend who's also a really good friend of mine. And his sister is the GM over there at Harley. Oh, so shit. I started school up. I'm like, hey, um, my hours are cut. I can't work at Spot Kingdom anymore. Can you put a good work in for me at Harley? So he did and my other buddy did. And next thing I know, I got a job over there. I'm there, um, I do a little bit of everything over there. Right now I'm their rental guy, but as soon as I get done with school, I'm gonna, I already in with the uh, shop over there. I'm really good friends with the, with the shop manager. Um, a lot of my school teachers are actually friends of him who were there when that Harley dealership was first built, bro. Yeah. So, that's uh, how you do it, Eric. Huh? Yeah, so like, I mean, that's what I wanna do right now. Um, but eventually, like, you, you know me, I've always been really mechanically inclined. I've, I, I like I like breaking things down, building them better, faster, stronger. Dude, remember the RC cars? Oh, I, I, I still have them, bro. I, I, got back, I, I got back into that finally. You know my house got that oh, whole shebang, but I, yeah. I I started that up again finally. Oh, good, dude. Um, yeah, that was, like, the coolest fucking thing about being at your house, like, growing up. Aside from all the airsoft guns. <laughs> like, was... Well, I got real guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. That, too. But, bro, you gotta come down here, man. So we'll, yeah, we'll I'll ask... Eric, you I... You gotta kid, bro. <laughs> Eric, maybe you'll have to take me to the range, because, like, I'm still kind of nervous about having a gun. But, like, you'll have to teach me, like... To not be nervous. <laughs> Bro, that I will do. And one, one thing I'll say about this year is it's put me in perspective where I need to be able to protect my home and my family wherever it happens. Because I was in Orlando when shit went down and um, two people got shot right down, right next to me down here, right a block down on the right side. Me? No, I'm, I was going to, I was going to class, bro. It was during the riots and everything. And she just got fucking real, dude. I have my concealed carry. I carry it all everywhere I go. I, I, I taught Nat to shoot a gun. I am not playing anymore. Um, like, because you don't know what's going to happen. And I want to be able to protect my family and everyone I hold dear from yeah. outside threats and whatever happens. Well, you, you don't know what's going on nowadays with everything. Yeah. And it, that's scary. Especially now, that, now that I'm a parent and I have a kid yeah. to protect and a wife, I need to be able to protect them it was yeah well i i'm sure that like your perspective really evolved because you have a family now you know like 100 percent like percent i mean like i'm like i don't know when i'm gonna be married i don't know when i'm gonna have kids but once i do i'm it sure like, it don't push yeah. it just go with all well, right I but once you do me to hers so everything well, works exactly but once you do you become the guardian you know mm -hmm. like you you do you become like like it just you have you guard it with everything you have in your capacity. Mm -hmm. So in that in such a way, like I don't blame you at so, all. Well, yeah. we were talking about the RC cars before that. Yeah, Eric, I want to actually hear about sort of how you like when you were because you were into those like ever since we were friends. Like, yeah, how did you really sort of like get into that hobby? Well, um, that was like the. So I got my first RC, my true remote control hobby car. So you, you can go to the store, buy a hobby car from Toys R Us. You break it, it goes like five miles an hour. It's done, it's cooked. It goes for like five minutes, whatever. You're, you're fucking fried. You get an RC hobby car. They, they bring, so back in the day, they were all nitro. Well, all right, I'll kind of go and start. All right, so I'll start off. I started off when I was 12. My mom got me my first one uh, for Christmas and it went 30 miles an hour. It had about a 15, 20 minute lifespan for the car per battery charge. And it just took off from there. Before that, they had nitro, which is um, uh, a gas substitute. That, it's, it's more like rocket fuel than it is gasoline. 
yeah, right. too far for a little, little too That's strong. that shit in, in like Fast and Furious that sort of like that, yeah. Well, uh, it's like it's that shit that gives a boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that, and you have also your uh, your two stroke gasoline, and you have electric. Electric's come a long way since when I started, but before you had to tune your engines, actually be able to know the ins and outs of motors, carburation, all that shit. Um, and I got really into that. I could take them all apart, build them up, make them high performance. And I got super into that, um, kind of creating my own. Um, and then I actually worked at a hobby shop for about five years when I was in Chicago and I was their, uh, their tech guy. I'd sell cars. I'd people come in, break them. I'd fix them for them. And that's how I really, I mean, I've always loved mechanics and that's what got me even further into that. That's what kind of helped me get into starting in on uh, working on my own bikes and motorcycles and shit like that. Well, I think the RC cars are kind of a good precursor to that. Like, now that you're working on actual bikes, like, you, yeah, yeah like, that whole, um, just doing, like, these miniatures and, uh, but still using, you know, that sort of hardware, that equipment, that fuel, like, all the tunage and everything, like. It gave me a good foundation for what I would later go on into. Who, who, who knew at that point? <laughs> yeah, because I remember you, like, when it got to the point where you're, like, filling those RC cars up with, like, gasoline, mm-hmm. when we were, like, 13 years old, I was like, damn, like, Eric, you're, like, what are you doing with all these cars, bro? <laughs> Having fun, bro, building them up, modifying yeah. everything, everything I'd break, you could rebuild faster, better, stronger, everything. I mean, I was getting those cars going up to 90, 100 miles an hour, gearing them right, getting everything built to the correct specs. Yeah. It was That's fun. Wild. I had a blast with that shit. And I still do that. I'm a big kid at heart, 100%. Now I got this land behind me. I can fly. I can race my cars back there. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, Eric, you're a, I mean, you're like a true hobbyist, you know? And um, Oh, 100%. Okay. I love the hobby. I am 110%. <laughs> hard on this holly hot hobby, hobby. <laughs> yeah. so um so and then you took engineering in high school and you were like really good at that you were like so fucking good at that. that was actually what i was going to get my uh um uh, what is it called associates um the one after that bachelor's yeah i was trying to get my bachelor's in that oh yeah okay um yeah, I mean, I feel you, like, I feel you, though, like, school's not for everybody. I mean, One class away. I can go back and get that shit. <laughs> one class away. One class away. I was, like, two credits short because my transferring credits from, oh, what's, what's that place over in, Ch- in Chicago Heights? Prairie uh, State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prairie State, bro. They didn't transfer. Like, fucking, like, one class brought me, like, four credits short. Oh, damn. <laughs> that is the fucking worst. I'm going to go back and hit that shit, and I'll just get my fucking degree or whatever, but I'm not going back for that. I, I What my goal is, I want to have my own custom build shop where it's half of it's um, custom builds, like bringing out new choppers and everything else uh, for customers, but also having a uh, a general shop for maintenance and everything else. But once I'm done with uh, my motorcycle mechanics class, I want to take uh, metalworking, then I want to get recertified at welding. Oh, nice. Uh, so that, that, that's my end goal. By the time I'm 30, I want to be a uh, master mechanic. Oh, yeah, dude. I could see you doing that. I mean, yeah, like welding. So uh, 
The welding's fun, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have, like, a setup for this shit in, like, your garage or something? Um, One for my cars. I, I take apart my bikes in the garage. I have, I have a decent bit of tools, but I don't, I don't have a welding torch or nothing like that. I don't have yeah, I don't have me. I I got nothing. <laughs> also, I imagine like that kind of equipment's pretty expensive. It, it it's not too bad, but yeah, a good one's gonna run you anywhere from fifteen hundred to like three four grand if you want to get a good setup. They can do everything. Yeah. What's like the okay? Besides like eye protection, obviously. What's like the number one rule of welding? Because I don't know anything about welding. I mean, honestly, I mean, I had a leather get up i had to wear sometimes i didn't wear it all the time half the time but i end up with fucking cool chunks or bits of metal burned through my holes in my shorts but uh basically you just need need a good pair of gloves and uh, a mask a good helmet okay that's about all you need you you can wear a decent protective clothes with some leather and that's all you need you just need like another leather apron you're good leather apron some gloves a mask you're good to go plus the torch if you're using acetylene and if you want to use mega take you need their respective gear for those different types of welding see but <laughs> <Good> you know <laughs> damn well i remember um it's been a minute remember, since i've done that though <laughs> i remember when you um well, we, like even like when we were playing video games in middle school like we would play saints row like we mentioned earlier and you were so into like how the fact that you could like customize every car you know oh, like rumps and shit <laughs> You were, like, so into – I remember, like, you did that, like, all night. Like, we were having a sleepover, and, like, that's literally all you did all night was just customize cars and Saints for free. And, uh, I mean, it is, like – it is kind of – I mean, it is kind of cool that you sort of, like, lived into that. You know, you leaned into the whole idea. Uh, like, that is that is your ultimate goal. Oh, that is my – that's me 100%. Like, I love changing out the, the, my motors, my cams, my push rods, my pistons to, like, more high performance. Like, everything. Uh, pipes. Just, like, I love doing it all to my bikes. Like, I literally took that game and nearly done it to my bikes. Like, I've, I've tricked them out. I've put every high performance part I could onto them. Yeah. So, what kind of classes do you take in motorcycle school? Well, start out, you got your, 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 your six motos, moto one through six, which is like your general entrance, where you're getting uh, your general um, introduction to motors, mechanics, um, electrical, diagnostics. Um, diagnostics is a bitch. You literally got to take, it looks like a, like a medical stethoscope, you know, with like a little heart circle monitor. It's like that, except it goes to a long metal rod where you put that to different parts of the motor and you can hear different parts of it moving. And based upon what you hear from the motor, you can then by um, diagnose what's wrong with it. Say you put it towards the um, piston head and you're hearing it knock back and forth, that could be like a piston knock. Or you could be hearing more of a, more of a explosion and that could be a, um, uh, what's it called? Um, it's where uh, the piston ignites before it's at top dead center. It's, it, it's pre-ignition basically where it's still on the way up and it's igniting, which ends up putting um, a hole in your piston over time as it goes down. But you're able to hear all that through um, a stethoscope basically. And oh, say wow. your oil pump's not working right, like it's missing a tooth, you'll be able to hear that little, but it's like barely in all. You're literally putting a stethoscope to a motorcycle at different parts, yeah. trying to diagnose what the hard, what's wrong with it so and you're a bike doctor 
essentially. You learn how to exactly. be a bike doctor. Exactly. That, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. I am a bike doctor. Oh. 100%. Damn, dude. That's, that's fucking wild. I... I couldn't do it. I could never. I'm not like I'm not a motorcycle guy. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> well, I wasn't either. I mean, you know me. I, I take shit apart. I put it back together. That's, that's right. How I, that's how I learn. Are you still uh, working out a lot? Of course, bro. I mean, it's been a little hard um, with the past movement and everything, but finally I got my house back. Or well, I got a house. Um, I may able to put my my gym back in the garage. I finally got everything set up, so it's been, it's, it's been going pretty good. I get two yeah. a day. It, 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 it's it, it's good. <laughs> nice, cause you um, yeah, you took me to the gym like when we were like eighteen, and uh, you took me to the gym and I just fucking died working out. <laughs> cause you just you knew well, cause you knew so much about this whole thing. Like you knew about like the proteins, the amino acids. I, mean, I wanted to be a personal trainer for a little bit there. Yeah, but, I, but no. So now I'm training my girl and my kid once he's once yeah. he's uh big enough for it yeah I do. You, that, that is what keeps me sane if i if i didn't have an outlet i'd go crazy sorry, working, working out is literally what kept me centered through montana sorry, through my life till this day every hardship i've had every setback every big hurt big cut i was able to work out through it yeah, if he couldn't work out, he would go. I literally go insane. Like, there's a there's a time through COVID. He would be so tense and have such a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah, like it would it would be something that he had to do just as a stress relief. It was his thing. So, I I mean I I, I get it. Something she'd be like, "Bones, go work out." Yeah, I'd like, be like, "Have you worked out? Have you ate?" <laughs> like those two main things. If I don't eat and work out, I'm a dick. And if he doesn't sleep. I don't mean to be, but. Eric, I did want to. I did want to mention it. So you mentioned Montana earlier. You want to talk a little bit about uh, what brought you there? You want to like, because I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of like HF people that might watch this. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, what ultimately the final match on top of the extremely flammable kindling was uh, that last party. One of the two last parties I had where there was like. The whole squad of the lacrosse team, like damn near a quarter of HF was there. There were like over a hundred people there. Oh, it was way more than that, bro. Like both sides of the street for all three blocks were filled on both sides. Project E. Project E lives in infamy. Project X has nothing on my party in real life. <laughs> well, it's because of that fucking movie that like it I feel like it just ignited a flame to like for people to like want to throw raging ass parties in high school like that and the weekend before that we threw a rager at my place and then the weekend next i was like we all gonna fight that night before project d i'm like fuck it yo everyone my party saturday night blah 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 and then next thing i know it went crazy everybody was there shit was getting fucking fucked up i started it off by throwing that bar stool through the tv and the rest is fucking history. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and that was what brought me to Montana back in sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year. It was the end yeah. of sophomore year. So was what was, Eric, before you like, so I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, so like, what was it like, like when you first, like, did, did your mom like kind of just tell you like, you're going to Montana? Like, how did she tell you that like, you're oh. leaving? 
I didn't really realize the first couple months. Well, basically after that party, I was kicked out of school and I was doing everything on the fucking side. Um, and she was just looking fucking phenomenal, but she got rough when she's like, all right, you're going to Montana for the summer, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was for the summer. So then I get sent off to Montana. And what was it like when you first got there? I got off the plane. I get, on, I get in this fucking, it's like an 89 Suburban. Fucking tricked out, off-road. Like, it's fucking souped up. Shit's fucking sick. I love this truck. I want one of those fucking trucks. But um, it took me about two hours outside of Bozeman, which is like one of the two major airports in Montana. That's two and a half hours away from the closest Walgreens to put it. <laughs> I was in a town of 251 people. I was the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm out there and we're in the middle of the fucking mountains. They take me up. I, we get off the highway and we drive about five, six miles up this dirt road up into the fucking mountains. And they drop me off and they drive away. And now I'm with this fucking dude and a bunch of other fucking teens like me who are there for fucking selling drugs and tripping on too much acid and other shit like that. And then I'm there for about a year up in the mountains. I'm learning to hunt my own food. I'm learning to literally, I, I, I didn't have a match or nothing. I had to go find trees and twigs um, of certain types of wood to be able to cut my own um, uh, baseboard with a, with, with a spindle, with a bow drill. So you, you get a piece of wood, you harden it over the fire, uh, and then you put a string to it. Uh, and then you put a little metal, a, not metal, fucking tweaking, fucking wooden spindle, piece of wood about yay long. That's as, as straight as you can find. It's literally as straight and fucking flat as you can find. You put pressure on that with a rock on top. Um, you, get, you gotta find a rock and you have to uh, crease out a divot because you, you sharpen your spindle on each side to be a point. So you put one point in the board, you put one point in the rock, and you put you twist it on the string so you go back and forth like that, and it spins. And you put off down pressure, you create enough smoke to create a coal. And then the little coal you put into a little woven basket that you make out of grass, um, cedar bark, whatever you can find, and you blow that into a flame. And then on top of that, you can put, I got a little metal cup, a little, little mug, a little metal mug where I can put either rice grains or I can cook a little flour with some cheese in it, whatever I had at the time, which I got a gallon bag of rice and lentils. I got a little cup of peanut butter. I got a carrot. I got a potato. And that was it for two weeks. That's it for two weeks. And I, if I couldn't make a fire, I didn't eat. I'd fucking soak it in fucking soggy water and eat that as it soaked up over a couple hours if we could get a fire. Uh, but there I learned a lot of how far you can push a human body. I went from 260, 260 pounds as a 15 year old to uh, 165 as a 17 year old. I lost almost 70 pounds or something like that over that course of a year. Well, in the first three months I lost most of it, but after that I kind of learning grew from it but it was, it was grueling sun up to sundown we would hike day after day and you were hauling anything anywhere from 110 to um 90 pound packs over 13 14 miles of grueling uphill downhill but that being said i saw some of the most beautiful things you will 
ever fucking see during that time. And that experience has made it all the fucking better. Um, I mean, I was on top of mountains where there was these beautiful crystal clear lakes that were fucking, there was no movement. It was super fine, super, super clear, super level. Like it's just flat water with where you can see the reflection of the mountain, the stars above. And on those mountain tops where we sometimes camped, I saw the most beautiful stars I've ever seen. You can see the purple all the way in the Milky Way galaxy. I've seen I've seen satellites go through and you I've seen some of the most beautiful shooting stars I've ever seen out there. Um and that was a phenomenal experience. Not something I truly wanted when I was first out there, but I learned to accept and grew to love while I was there. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's like, yeah, like I, I never really heard you like talk about it that way, you know, like because it was such a like, you know, obviously you, you had left, and uh, you know we just hadn't heard from you for like <laughs> a year, and I was, I was just gone, bro. I had yeah, no phone. you're just gone. I had and no then, phone or internet from when I was sixteen until I was almost. 19 bro yeah so like, where are you staying that whole time oh like, in the I, I stayed about 15 miles from the high school i went to out in i was in trout creek i lived in no i lived in trout creek that was in thompson falls that i went to high school yeah thompson oh, what falls, was the drive uh, it was about 30 minutes <laughs> into a town town was 2500 people roughly the town i was living in was 251 <laughs> 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 yeah so what was like high school like out there like, i mean it was obviously much well, smaller than high school, high school was normal high school before high school well, so my average week was so i'd start up by waking at 6 30 i'd go run two miles i'd come back eat my breakfast and then we go to school yeah we had get on the bus which was two miles away from my house we had to walk down there rather which summer or winter winter being montana just as cold as chicago except more more snow yeah um, and then we go to high school, we do our high school normal shit, but we weren't programmed, so we couldn't really do too much um, outside of that, unless we were good enough where we, they allowed us to do actual activities like track, field, weightlifting, and shit like that. Um, and then we go back to the ranch where we'd run another two miles. Well, first we had to walk back from the, the bus stop to the house for two miles, and we had to run it again. Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I, I do my normal chores for Montana. I either have to go collect eggs from the barn, take out the trash, give the horses their feed, give the chicks their feed, whatever I had that day. Um, and then I'd find time to weight lift in between there and then we'd eat and I'd study and then I'd go to bed around 9 p.m. That was lights out. So you weren't allowed to like have like any electronics while you were there? 100%, no, no way. We weren't even allowed to have our own emails. We had to give them all up. What? Yeah. Oh shit, dude! Damn. Mm -hmm. You had to give up your. You had to surrender your email. Uh, I I had nothing, bro. From the last three years of high school, from twenty twelve, twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, I had no nothing on social. I I got. Y'all had like Instagram and Facebook and all that shit, Snapchat, where I had. I didn't even know that shit was around, bro. I came back in like 20, 2014, like this fucking new, like what is what is Instagram? I had no yeah. idea. 
I, I wasn't well, like you. Yeah, I mean, you were truly off the grid there. I mean, and honestly, like, there is merit. Like, I feel like it's almost idyllic to like some people, like, just being in such a like bohemian lifestyle like that, where like you're just. Oh, it was a trip. From, oh, yeah, where like you're just in a secluded ass town without like much access to like anything electronic. And uh, I mean, I had to literally like hunt my own food. I mean, I shot my own deer, my own elk. I killed my first mountain lion out there. I killed my first wolf out there. Um, I had I, I I ate bear. I ate mountain lion. I ate elk. I had all that good. That's just the so way. You learned how to cook all that stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was I was a cook for a couple months out there too. Tell me out of skin. Um, it's been a long time since then. I don't know if I could do it now, but at one point I knew how to do it. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, I trapped my own lab uh, rabbits. I had squirrel. <coughs> I had pheasant. Oh, you had squirrel. Mm -hmm. oh, turkey. Turkey's good eating. Turkey. Turkey's gamey, but it's good. Oh yeah, I bet it is. I was there, every morning. I'd hear all the uh, turkeys come. Like they'd sound like jet engines coming down from the. Um, the, the the mountainside going down to our fields to graze in the morning and they'd sound like whooshes like like jet planes and you could go oh, 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 and they'd all fucking call that <laughs> yeah i feel like I it like was so different from living in chicago <laughs> like this oh i i imagine i mean i bet like and so that being said like what was it like when you came back like were you just were you ha i mean you were probably happy to be back oh, i was so happy i was so happy to have fast food yeah. eat whatever i wanted to be able to go to the market and get whatever i wanted like it was so it it made me really appreciative of all of everything we have to offer at our fingertips that we don't that we take for granted every day that when you're out there it's not around and you have to scrounge for yourself you it's it, it's completely different than how you live today yeah. and it, it was it was definitely a humbling uh, portion of how I learned to live life. Yeah, dude, I'm, I can imagine. <laughs> I can totally, I mean, like, I'm just like, I just remember like, we were all just so happy that like you came out on the other side, you know, like, cause you were like, literally like, you know, you were one of our best friends and then you know, you just, you were gone for so long. I was just gone, bro. I was just literally off. You were just gone. And then, and then I remember we wrote that card. Um, I still have that. I still have that fucking, that, that. It's thing. like a fold, like a trifold or uh, something. Like trifold, yeah. yeah, exactly. I have that of everybody, of, of, of everyone that's, that wrote that. And I have that till this day. And that, that made me so happy when I got that in Montana. Like, you have no idea how, um, how amazing that made me feel to, to know that all my friends and my fam back home were still thinking about me and like not that I'm just like I'm just gone off the map no one cares it's like yeah people really like are my friends and yeah man like weren't just like blah 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 he's gone whatever blah fuck him yeah, yeah man we were we were your friends before that party <laughs> and we still are afterwards like yeah. after you came back I mean I'm that's why like like I said, like, I'm, I'm glad we could do something like this, like talk and dude, we didn't even talk about when we went to Disney World and Universal. <laughs> dude, dude, that was that, fucking that fun was as hell too. Awesome, man. That was, yeah. Fun. 
Why? I was able to be a kid again for like a whole ass week because <laughs> I stayed yeah. at your place. And thank you again for buying those flash passes for us, bro. Please, man. I was so glad you just came out. That that was that was like the epitome of all I wanted, man. And Good. we had such a fun. Like, I I wanted just us to have just a great time. That's all I. That's all I needed. So I was trying to make it happen. Sure succeeded because I still, I still miss that trip. That was a fun ass trip, and I want to come back again soon. Well, we're gonna have a um, a room out here pretty soon once we get our new bed for yeah. anyone who wants to come over. So, uh, if you ever want to come to Florida, bro, you and all the other fam ever want to come out, we got more than enough space to host you and a couple other homies. Heard. Okay, I'm game for that. Just uh. Yeah, let's make it happen. Just let me know in advance. Just that's all I ask. Just let me know. All this shit blows over over the next year or so, and everything kind of gets back to normal. Whenever you want to come down, it's good for us because we're we're chilling, bro. Good shit. All right, Eric. Well, it's late, so I'm gonna ask you our closing questions. Um, first is what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night? Oh, it's a good one. Honestly, what keeps me up at night right now is mostly trying to provide for my family. Like now I have to literally provide for my wife and my kid and be able to put him in school, make sure he's doing okay, make sure that we eat right, making sure that, like, I mean, like it's all the people organic, like actually making a meal plan and surviving in this world is hard. And that's what keeps me up. Like. I don't know if I'm if, if I'm doing good enough in the work. Like I need to be able to provide enough for my family. I need to be able to go to work, buy my food, take out the trash, handle everything by myself, <laughs> and learn how to make everything work fluidly. That is honestly the hardest part that I've had to overcome while also trying to still do all the stuff I want to, like work out, go shoot gun, go for bike rides, like all the stuff's on the on on. On, on the back side, on the back burner, because you got to get everything in before you can get to the fun stuff, and all the real shit kind of takes precedence 100%, and it takes up a lot more than what I would have thought of originally, right? Um, especially nowadays with the kid. Yeah. Nat, what keeps you up at night? Um, I usually just fall asleep, because uh, <laughs> I get up so early with As soon the as baby. her head pits the pillow, she's I'm, out. Okay, so what keeps me up um, right now, how to decorate my hallway. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't really have any huge things and whatnot. Like, I have to worry about <laughs> providing for my family, I suppose, and whatnot. Like, you know, making sure my, you know, raising my family and whatnot. But I'm not trying to worry about that. I'm just trying to do my best. Like, you know, like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like there with that. I am, and that's all you can do for the most part. I am seriously worried about whether I want to put up a big mirror or a little mirror <laughs> in the fucking hallway. I, it keeps me up. This is pretty much. Oh, yeah. I. Decor I, is a uh, it's a serious business. Yeah, no, seriously, I want to be able to feel good inside my house and stuff because I lived in my mother's house for so long, and like her decor was just so like ugh that I just <laughs> I want to be able to make my own place be able to be happy and just like you know me what keeps me up at night is just like you know worried about people being negative in my life I guess and the negativity that's going on is what keeps me up at night. I want. Everything to be kind of like, you know, positive. I kind of want to be like a higher person, you know, higher version of myself 
and <laughs> trying to do some better work and stuff. So feng shui in the house goes a long way. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to stay positive all the yeah. time, especially so, with everything going on around us that yeah. kind of brings us down. So I guess there's a deeper meaning to my hallway decor. <laughs> yeah, the no, sense of security with your surrounding. Eric, what puts you to sleep? <sighs> Indica. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. That I don't sleep well to this day. I've never slept well. You know me. No, you, know, you haven't. I'm always you, up at night. You uh, used to be up at like like at four a.m. juggling tennis balls that you would like douse in gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nat, what puts you to sleep? Uh, I I'm with the baby. All day, um, I wake up at like six. Pillow hits, he's seven. asleep. Well, I wake up at six to feed the cats, and then I wake, you know, I stay up sometimes till seven or eight to feed the baby, and we stay up and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm I'm to bed early because of the baby. That's what puts me to sleep. It's just I'm so damn tired. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I've just been. Usually, what puts me to sleep is drinking and uh yeah drinking and just i i don't know like i'm i'm a very like agenda driven person like where it's like i have a set amount of shit i have to do every day and uh, i don't like to i won't sleep until everything i can do with my energy is done because it weighs on you. It lays on the back of your yeah. mind, like, oh, I got to get this done. I might as well fucking do it. Even though if you don't want to, you still got to go get it done. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm an anxious wreck if I don't get it done. So, like, I, um, yeah, that's what puts me to sleep is usually just uh, having some drinks to celebrate a good-ass day's work. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank um, you for having us. Appreciate you, bro. You're very welcome. I'm very happy for you guys. I'm happy about you know, Nico and the cats and the new house and everything. I'll definitely come down soon for sure. You better, bro. I'll be waiting. Good. Hold me to it. Oh, please hold me. <laughs> oh, I will, bro. Well, thanks for us, Mr. Nice Guy. Thanks for being on the show again, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Hi, Broski. Have a good night, dude.